the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. And we are back. The time, 613, on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We are now going to transition into a new topic. With me on line one is a real dear friend of mine, longtime um, ministry partner. We would call her a true yoke fellow, and her name is Deborah Jacks. Deborah, how are you today? I'm good, Pastor. How about you? I'm good, too. Did you get a chance to hear a little bit of my discourse with uh, Fireman Corey? I did. I mean, Rory, you did? I did. Now, just before we go into our topic, which I'm looking forward to, and I hope you have a little time for us to kind of develop that because our audience is uh, uh, with bated breath waiting waiting for us to talk about the (laughs) DLG, I can tell you that now. When we were talking about um, the fire in Oakland, and um, I was making mention Mm. of... Um, the potential dangers in, in Castro Valley, knowing, you know, the geography of where you have lived and, and, and do live now. What did that speak? What did that say to you? How did you feel about that? Well, when when Rory mentioned Firestorm, that I remember clearly. Mm-hmm. And the Bay Area had not seen any devastation like that before. right. right. But but more recently, with the number of fires that are that are occurring uh, at the rate in which they're occurring, it's just it's just unbelievable. Hmm. And and the and not just fires. We're talking about major devastation and catastrophe. Yep. At levels we and haven't that seen before. Loss of lives and properties, and uh, it, it's just. Uh, it's just, um, it's a bit overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's a bit overwhelming. And then when I heard you say that you and your family gathered to decide to clean brush from around your house and to be as safe and as wise as you possibly possibly could, it, it just triggered some things for me as well and how all of us need to do that. I agree. I agree. Yes. I agree. Is, does it does for me what it does a little bit is it kind of raises my level of alarm about the vulnerability of the of the Bay Area. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I thought. Maybe I thought, Deb, because you know I've lived here all my life. Maybe I thought that you know that that stuff happens out there. It doesn't happen exactly. right here. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and yet we are breathing the smoke several Absolutely. times now over the last couple of years of the fires that we were th- thinking were out there, but they're they're and they're buttressing up against us in much more of a significant way now. That's what has me a little bit. I'm I'm I'm, I'm you know I'm rested in Christ, but I am a bit alarmed. I am alarmed because I know how um, how how Pompeii uh, succumbed to the devastation of an earthquake that ultimately took it out and 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 it was uh, buttressed right up against a a, a fault line uh, back in the day, and they thought it would never happen to them, and eventually uh, right. it did. These kinds of things are happening all over. I mean, can you imagine the people living in um, paradise? Uh, just yeah. never, have never, of ever. Of all names, of all names, right. Pastor. Right, right. Yes. And, and so God speaking, 
Yes. Now, yes. Me, now yes. is it time? And you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long time, you, you know, we always thought it happened over there. Right. And that, you know, somehow we would be immune to experiencing that. But right. I'm feeling a lot like you, that it can happen anywhere, at any place, at any time. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That level of vulnerability, then it requires all of us to be a lot more prudent um, on both a practical and spiritual level. So you heard me close out with James on the more spiritual application of that. That's why I asked Rory. I mean, what? A, what? How? How gracious was God to give me a firefighter yes, who both lived yes. in Castro Valley as well as in Chico, right up against uh, Paradise, and played there, so he could give us a vivid picture of it. That's why I asked him, "What should we be thinking?" And the man said, "The one thing you better think about is an exit strategy." That's right. A plan. I right. have a plan. Have a plan. Because mm-hmm. I have a tendency to think that our communities, we can be a little lackadaisical when it comes to these things. Now, let me ask you a question. Speaking yeah. of the conflagration of things that are combustible by nature and have the potential of becoming an inconvenience, if we're not careful, is it time for us to take the trash out? <laughs> It is indeed. It is indeed. And so I would like to invite all of the ladies in your listening audience to join us on this Saturday, November the 17th at 10 Mm o'clock at Grace Bible Church. Uh, The Daughters of Grace Ministry will be hosting a presentation that is entitled, Please Empty the Trash. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Will you go ahead? On? We've got some time. So I, I really do want to kind of want to develop that um, that statement and really help our audience understand the treat that we're in for as we really talk about the concept behind this, this, this please empty the mm-hmm. trash sort of title to our main topic. What are we getting into this Saturday? What, what do women who will have the time to come out and be with our sisters in uh, Hayward at, at Grace Bible Church, what, what treat, what lessons, what, what rich reflections are we getting into that would merit this kind of title? Well, the the premise of the topic is uh, confession leads to healing, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, empty in the trash is the cry of the new man to experience a clean heart Mm -hmm. and an honorable life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so so it is our hope, it is our desire that we will inspire, or sisters will be moved, to get real about the garbage, the trash that they have, that they need to get rid of. Right. I remember sitting in worship service, um, and I heard you say one Sunday, uh, be mindful of of not carrying yesterday's garbage and yesterday's trash into your new day. Yeah. Because if we're not sober in our thinking, we can easily wake up in the morning not thinking of our new mercies, but just reminiscing of of the day before. Yep. And bringing that same old stuff into the next day. And then before you know it, Pastor, you've, you've, been, you've been dwelling on it maybe for some weeks, and then it can take on a month, you know? Yep. And, and then it can begin to take over your life and, and your energy in a manner in which causes you to lose focus of your, your purpose and, and, and God's will and plan for your life. And so, and so 
what's happened is that you just haven't taken the trash out mm-hmm. for a long mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and now it has this serious stench to it. Wow. Wow. Can we can we develop that a tad? Because I think, you know, you've been with me long enough to hear me have told the story of the bag lady, right? Yes, but I think I think your listening audience would be would be happy to hear the story. Right. Because this this bag lady story is so apropos to what we're going to be dealing with on Saturday about uh, confession leading to healing. Um, And I I know you know this right along with me. The other omen are kind of alarmed that I'm worried about right now, Deb, is the mental uh, health issue, the mental Mm -hmm. Um, lack of health on the part of so many people, just the increasing evidence and um, manifestation of mentally ill people. See, we're talking health because we actually believe that um, confession leads to healing. This is the premise of our class. But my eyes are opening up everywhere to what I see as subtle, all the way to very blatant manifestations of mental health. Would you would you be able to affirm that in your own experience? It's a growing thing. Absolutely, absolutely. I I work with um, a large population of of students in Oakland, and uh, I see an increasing number uh, just among that population uh, who are dealing with issues. And unfortunately, some of the issues there are no immediate answers to. And so with that comes anxiety and depression and frustration and all other kinds of of feelings that lead to, to illness. Now, when you make that observation about the young people, which, um, you know, as parents, you and I are, we, we care about our youth in that context, and we carry it over to the, um, the, the taking out of the trash, which is a community issue, as you guys are going to develop on Saturday, that taking out the trash is not something that can be effectively done in relationship to the whole community unless we have an organized, cooperative, uh, interrelational process by which we all take our trash out responsibly and in a fashion that respects the whole neighborhood and thus um, seek to provide a a healthy neighborhood. Having having stated that, wanting to kind of get into the the deeper level of the importance of Knowing how confession works, when I if I if I think about the young people that you're talking about, Deb, who are walking yeah. around with these garbage bags of trash, mm-hmm. um, the mm-hmm. the bag lady that I talked about years ago, uh, she lived in one of the pristine areas of Walnut Creek. But because she was mentally ill, ill, she didn't live the normal lifestyle of going to a home and locking her door and and operating within the the privacy of her own home. She lived on the street. And I would see her every day when I would go to work. I ran a a business doing janitorial work and I would see her on the street early in the morning from seven o'clock till about eleven o'clock. And she would have a big black um, garbage bag. Mm -hmm. But but within the course of about a week, she had about three or four big, very heavy garbage bags, and she was toting them about, and I I could see the burden. I could see the burden. This is an older Caucasian lady. She must have been in about her 40s at this time. And Deb, she didn't dump those bags. She went and got a grocery cart and put the bags in the grocery cart. 
Yes. Now she's pushing the grocery cart in the middle of the street in Walnut in 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 in, in um in in Walnut Creek or down California, down Mount Diablo. Some of our listening audience will know the area, and we could see her in the morning around seven or eight o'clock pushing the grocery cart in the middle of the street as if. She was oblivious to everybody around her, the incongruency of these nice cars and people driving by and yet seeing this lady pushing this car. Mm-hmm. And to add to it, she never emptied the trash. The next thing I know, she got two grocery carts tied together mm-hmm. with garbage bags mm-hmm. on top of the grocery cart. And, and now she's not pushing it because it's too heavy to push. Mm-hmm. She's pulling it. She's pulling it. She's pulling it. And Deb, I'm 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 going to work. I'm going now. How long can this last? And uh, one day I came to work, and God is my witness. She had three garbage carts. Um, she had three grocery carts full of garbage, full of bags, in the middle of the street, and she couldn't pull them anymore. She just left them in the middle of the street and sitting on the side of the curb. And I'm looking, I'm cleaning the windows at California Pizza, and I'm going, this is absolutely amazing. Lord, what are you teaching us here about yeah. how people don't know how to empty the trash and, yeah. and, and become so yeah. overwhelmed and paralyzed by a life of not knowing how to let that stuff go? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> And she had been doing it for so long that that became her normal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do I do without this? What is life like without this? Would you would that mean if you if if you were to carry it over because we have a few more minutes before you break? Would that mean that is it possible that we are conceiving of believers who have not employed the principle of James 516, which we will be unpacking expositorily, as you know, after you set a wonderful context and vision for why it's important to do. Is it possible that the Christian who does not employ the gift and imperative that God says to him or her to to confess your faults and your sins and your burdens and your issues and your struggles and your challenges one to another that ye may be healed? Is it possible that there are a lot of believers who are walking around just completely burdened down like our bag lady there and just don't have any capacity to enjoy the freedom and the mobility and therefore the joy and the prosperity that comes with being the redeemed people of God? Is, is that is that is that what we are looking at absolutely absolutely and to add to that quite possibly don't feel worthy of it wow Wow. of the freedom of the baggage you know the freedom from the baggage can you speak to that uh for a minute i mean that 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 fallacy of reasoning i mean we're children of god yes yeah but but we don't feel worthy how how is that how how are you perceiving that relative to why people have not taken this this gift of freedom in the context of confession as seriously as we ought well thinking in terms of you know to your point about the 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 uh, amount of um of uh, or the number of people with mental health issues and how prevalent it is becoming um, when you think of things like the number of people who are without homes, who right. are without shelter, who right. are literally homeless, right. um, 
you, you, you know, why is this happening to me? And then they refer to something perhaps that happened in their past to them or something that they did to someone else. Right. And they're feeling, oh, okay, that I'm just not worthy. Right. I, I, I don't deserve right. to have this, and I, and I don't deserve to have that. I don't deserve to have a peace of mind. I don't deserve to have joy. I don't, I don't deserve to have um, uh, a relationship with the Lord. What, 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 what does it mean for him to love me? Wow. I don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. 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 So you know what I want to do? I want to take a break. Um, I want you to hold on. I want to kind of go, get around the corner and talk about some of the, uh, a little bit more of the takeaway and then some of the kind of principles that we're going to be bringing to the table as to um, how important it is that there is a, a community involved yes. uh, by which we can safely engage in um, being set free from what we um, have been called to be set free from, particularly as as women of God. So hold on. You guys don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. Got to pay some bills. When I come back, uh, Deborah and I will continue to talk about how important confession is as it leads to healing. If you and I want to make sure that we can avoid the bag lady uh, syndrome and uh, and we can. So I'll be right back on this Monday edition of Lifeline. And now back to Lifeline. We are back at the time, 633 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm talking with my friend Deborah, happens to be a member of Grace Bible Church, at which I am senior pastor. And we are talking about this Saturday's Daughters of Grace a gathering meeting, um, special time for our sisters to gather together and to enjoy the word of God and to make application of uh, what I believe is a very important principle that um, I think is relevant today. The Bible is very clear, Deb, on the ministry of Jesus Christ, our Savior. When he came, he did two things primarily. He preached and he healed. Preaching and healing was the um, hallmark of his ministry by which he was affirmed as being Messiah, Uh, Throughout church history, all the way up to our present day, we, the church, have believed in healing, some more or some less relative to how one might think uh, healing comes about and to what degree they do. Um, But we have all held to the fact that God heals, God God recovers us from sicknesses and diseases, et cetera, et cetera. And it's the reason for which we pray. I mean, if we didn't believe in God moving through our prayers to take away affliction, take away disease, take away uh, burdensome uh, problems in our life, then we'd have no motivation to pray. I know you know that. And yet here we are getting ready to talk to our sisters about a time in which we're living which really is rife with, with, with men and women who, who by indication um, either have not employed uh, the, the gift and process of prayer personally uh, or have not uh, found a community by which they can engage in and join the Lord in what he said he would do for us when we observe James five sixteen very very carefully around um, confessing our faults one to another and praying for one another that we may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth availeth much. Um, how 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 are you guys going to approach that relative to 
uh, helping sisters understand the importance of that practice if they're not doing it? We we are going to um, uh, prayerfully speak to their hearts, Pastor, mm-hmm. about um, being liberated and how that happens through through confession, yeah, and repentance, right? Um, because the outcome of that is to be. Uh, set free from bondages of fear and anxiety and anger and frustrations and hypocrisy and all other trash that that they've been hoarding and we've been hoarding for years and years and years, and that it is God's desire for them to be free from, from those things so that they can take their place and and uh, receive God's blessings and plan and purpose for their lives, and take their place as servants, right. so that they can in turn help other sisters and be a blessing to them. That really is is the kind of picture that I I thought about when I looked at the James text and I began to work through it on a personal level. After having gone through the Book of James with us about a year ago, I, I said to myself. If I look at James carefully and I understand what verses 13 through 20 really mean, James as a pastor there recognizes that the people of God don't live in a vacuum. They don't live free of trouble. And so all of us in one way or another are either dealing with, as verse 13 would say, is any afflicted among you. Now that word afflicted means that you are suffering trouble from the outside. It's not an inside thing. It's it's an affliction. It's a, a, a pain that can be the consequence of a number of things that you and I have already talked about um, as implications for why people are on the verge of mental, um, you know, a uh, loss of mental health. He says, yeah. is, is any yeah. of you afflicted like that? Are you in that afflicted pl- place? And he says, you got to pray. You you got to yeah. seek the Lord about it. You can't, you can't just hold it in. You can't bottle it in. You can't just bear up under it. It's going to tear you up and tear you apart. I thought about that. And in ministry for me, Deb, what I, what I'm, what I'm doing these days as, um, as I'm looking toward the future for both grace and the people I come into contact with abroad is health. Sozo is the Greek word for health. Soteriology is the Greek term for salvation and salvation has to be for us holistic, not just kind of a propositional truth about where we're going when we die, but a very practical and personal truth about what God does to us and for us in communion and fellowship with him. In my mind, I vision, I envision us growing enough to care about being healthy enough to help each other uh, develop a healthy walk with God and thus have a clean neighborhood. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, we as women are, are, are subject to surrender to our feelings and our emotions. Okay. And, you know, nowhere in the Bible does it say walk by emotions or feelings. Right, right. It, it says, it says uh, very clearly to walk by faith. Yep. And so with prayer, with fervent prayer, yeah. and with transparency before our Lord and Savior, we can, we can, we can heal. We yeah. can get better. Yeah, yeah. 
emotionally we can we can get better when um a sister allows herself to open up to other sisters and say you know this is what i'm dealing with right it enables us to be able to pray for her it enables us to be able to talk to her it enables everyone else to say well you know i experienced that too and this is what i did wow. or this is what helped me right. and these are the resources that are available right. and and can we pray now and and let's stay in touch with one another if you need to reach out um just you know reach out to us right. and let us love on you right because it is God's plan and purpose for your life, for you to be whole, yep. for you to be well, for mm. you to be healthy. And as you said, that's holistically. So we're talking about um, physically, yep. spiritually, yep. and emotionally. Yep, indeed. Can you see that? Can you see that picture with me, Deb, for the Absolutely. year 2019? Can you see that? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring on the garbage truck. Yeah. Yeah. I'll drive it. <laughs> you got y'all can load it up and dump it in. Yeah, bring bring on the guy. It's it's old, pastor, and it's and it's tiring and it's difficult to to lug all that stuff around day in and day out, month in month out, year in year out. Yep. And in the meantime and in between time, you're distracted with this stuff to yep. the point in which you miss yep. God's blessings and his plans and his purpose. For your life. Yep. yep. Because this is just a major, major, major distraction. It's amazing. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. And and, and, and it sounds like, if I may take it one step further before we cl- um, uh, shut it down, is that if I am, um, if I'm weighed, weighed down with so much trash that it mm. has fundamentally toxified my inner man. My character is not going to be capable of any real healthy communal expression. I'm no. going to be more inclined to withdraw, more inclined to right. uh, uh, stay back. I'm more inclined to avoid because I will know that internally I stink. Internally, my attitude is not right. My character is 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 really troubled. I, my mind is not healthy enough to actually engage people who are on a trajectory of health. So I can actually be targeted by the adversary for isolation because of all of the things you said earlier and and a kind of unworthiness to actually own my rights as a child of God and get right on there into the community of the people of God and 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 walk in the light because that's where and the they, healing will come. Absolutely and the adversary would love for you to stay stuck. Right. He would love for you to stay right where you are right now right. with all those bags right. filled with garbage. Right. Because then you're not walking in your plan and purpose. Right. Right. That's but, right. But if that person were to say, you know what, I'm going to go and, and spend some time with my sisters, they will find out that some of the same garbage that they're bringing, that there are sisters in the church with that garbage as well. In other words, you'll be... you. One of the lies that the adversary tells us is that what you're going through is unique to you. Nobody exactly. else is going through that exactly. but you. Exactly. They won't understand. Absolutely. 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 And um, it, it is important that we not believe that lie and believe God's word Amen. And, uh, and move towards wellness, move towards health, yep. move towards confession. Yep. Move towards repentance yep. and be renewed and transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get it. 
I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm uh I I I'm I'm private to know that you'll be one of our primary speakers, and so I'm excited about that. Are you doing well in terms of these crazy times in your health? Uh, uh, has the Lord kept you up to this day? I think we got four days to go to Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, five days to go before we uh, see you and hear you in action. Are you doing okay? I'm great. Good. I'm great. I'm I'm drinking a lot of water and resting. I'm grateful that today is a holiday. Yep. And uh eating a lot of fruit and vegetables mm-hmm. and and just in prayer mm-hmm. and um you know, asking for the Holy Spirit to walk alongside me through this process and always. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to let you go because I got to take another heartbreak and then I'm going to close the program down, but thanks for spending the time with me. Um, kind of just sharing with our sisters at large what we really do feel and believe is going to be not only a um, important topic, but it's going to be transformative in terms of um, our, our sisters moving into a direction of interpersonal cooperation with their local body at this level with the aim of them being better uh, by the grace of God in the year 2019. So thank you for being a yoke fellow with your pastor in that regard. And um, I'll see you on uh, maybe Wednesday. Yes. And may I please add, Pastor, Mm -hmm. that the Daughters of Grace is hosting a food drive, a a food drive. Yes. And we would like to ask all the sisters who are going to be joining us on Saturday, if they can, Mm -hmm. to bring a non-perishable food item so that we then can bless others by donating it to the Alameda County Food Bank. Sounds very good. Ladies, you guys have heard what we're going to do is be helping people that need, particularly for the time of night. Thanksgiving next week. So we will have a number of large containers to put in non-perishable food items. Is that the way you put it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right, ladies. And, now, and no glass, please. No glass. All right. Y'all yes. got that. Canned goods? Yes. Canned okay. goods. All right. Listen. And, and please um, pay attention to the expiration date so that we don't receive anything that uh, has has been has expired, and I trust that if they wanted to, they could go to Grace Bible Church and look up Daughters of Grace and find that material. There are um, find Daughters of Grace on um, Facebook or call the office tomorrow if they wanted to know more about being prepared for the um, for the food drive. Absolutely. Okay. Listen, thank you. I will talk to you you in a couple days. Blessings. Have a good evening. Yep. Got to take a break, heartbreak, pay some bills, and then I'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. We are back. We've only got 10 minutes on the rest of this program. But if you wanted to call in, you could. 1-888-367-5329 one 367 5329 you wanted to be the last caller to uh, bring up a topic relative to what we were talking about or something that would be a good segue into next week's uh, discourse, I'd be glad to hear from you. one 367 5329 In regards to, um, yeah, what's coming up this Saturday with, 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 the, with my dear beloved sisters, we call it the Daughters of Grace because we have taken up a ministry now for over two years that's rooted in Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, where the older women are called upon to teach the younger women. That particular Greek word there, teach, means to instruct by example. It doesn't mean to 
uh, in particular, stand up and preach like a pastor does to the congregation. It does mean, however, to communicate, to instruct, and to inform both by uh, doctrine and model how godly women are to get about the business of uh, glorifying God. And it does mandate, Titus 2 does mandate a mentor-mentee relationship, an older, younger interrelational uh, uh, framework where um, where the maturity and experience from older women can be passed on to younger women. And that's what we are intentional about uh, create, creating at Grace, our, our older women becoming much more committed to uh, looking forward to and helping and being available for blessing the downline, blessing the younger women, both with their mistakes as well as with their triumphs, because we learn from our mistakes as much as we do. And in many cases, more uh, through our mistakes than we do in our victories, because they they demand that we reflect deeply on what went wrong. Um, And we know that we have a lot of our beloved sisters, babies, the daughters of grace gathered together. And it is always a healthy turnout of young women from eight years old, the younger girls. And we have them in groups eight to something like, oh, maybe 12 and then maybe 13 to 15 or 16. And then the 17 year, 17 year olds to 20. Now, all of them are all together in the presentation form of the meeting. But when there's a breakout session after the meeting, all the groups are ministered to where they can interact and engage. Uh, The particular topic that we're dealing with is just absolutely crucial to me. And uh, that it would be entitled, please empty the trash or empty the trash, please, is really about us being committed to a healthy community spiritually uh, and personally. And that what God would teach us in James 5, 16, is that really it's a community effort that the body of Christ must engage itself for the edification of the body uh, in love for to grow and mature in love. Uh, We all can opine and complain about not having people who understand us and then find ourselves isolated. But biblically, it's a mandate that we fellowship. Biblically, it's a mandate that we pray for one another. Biblically, it's a mandate that we bear one another's burdens. Biblically, it's a mandate that we share in each other's afflictions. Biblically, it's a mandate that we actually learn how to get to the throne of grace on each other's behalf. And pray for one another for a maturity level, a a growth, a healing, a deliverance that uh, that cannot come any other way but by engaging. So we're going to be talking about how to do that wisely, how to do that safely, how to do that effectively. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. And that literally, literally, ladies, if you're listening, what that means is when you do prayer right, it actually works. The effectual, the working Prayers that are done fervently actually work. It actually works. And so if you need this, you really do want to be there uh, on Saturday, 10 o'clock. Obviously, after the lesson and after the breakout session, we have a great time of, of food and lunch and chatting. And so if you don't have a fellowship, young lady listening to uh, yours truly, come on out Saturday. And, and, and those of you who are members of Grace uh, that are planning on coming out right now, pray for someone that you might want to invite. 
Try not to come by yourself. Try not to come by yourself. Try to think about a coworker. Try to think about a family member. Try to think about a young lady that you know is struggling with her identity, struggling with her relationship, struggling with her child, struggling with her finances, struggling with her health, struggling with her self-image, struggling with her time. All of these are bags of garbage that can become toxic to us if we we don't find a mechanism that God has ordained by which we can be delivered from the burden of them. So I want to encourage you to come on out Saturday to the Daughters of Grace and uh, be ready to empty the garbage, please, so you can walk away free, walk away liberated, hopefully walk away healed, and then come back with a testimony. Uh, we all should know about the present power of the person of God in the lives of the people of God, in the area of healing. We should be able to testify to how good God is in delivering us from stinking, toxic experiences that have impeded our growth and maturity and, and product productivity in Christ. Um, let me go to line one and talk with my friend Sally for maybe a minute. Sally, are you there? I am here. How are you? I give you an example um, of prevention of having too much garbage because I am a clutter bug. I collect papers and I have boxes of stuff. <laughs> My husband does not. He was taught to always put his things away and and to be on time a half an hour before he had to leave Ooh. and and he never overeats. Wow. And he's 88 years old and he's had a heart stint and yeah. and um and that's the practical part, but the spiritual part uh -huh. is that if a young boy, and you're trying to do this, God bless you, Thank you, learns to love the Bible and to be able to pray and talk to God, he will look for a wife who is also that same, and by a miracle of God's grace, they can have a family where where he is able to provide, and, and nowadays that's a real tough challenge. You're but, sure right. But but when you teach your children to love the Lord God and to trust the Bible rather than men, you stop a lot of the garbage that people get into spiritually. 100%. 100%. Sally, you are so absolutely right. And in fact, what we are doing with this particular uh, meeting is really wanting to be proactive with our downline because it's it's the daughters of grace. So it's older women ministering to the younger ones to help them avoid taking on the clutter of bad decisions, the clutter of ignorance, the clutter of an absence of biblical counsel in their life. You are so correct about that. Uh, because, young because the Lord Jesus changed my heart when I was seven, yep. I haven't had that kind of clutter. Yep. Yep. You know, and I, and I'm just look back and I say, oh Lord God, what you do? You're and I was reading First uh, Thessalonians four. Somebody might look at maybe read the whole thing, but four is is a lot like that. Is is avoiding the clutter, avoiding absolutely uh, not paying attention to God's commandments, not to respond to His love. Absolutely, the apostle. I quit. Thank you. Bless you. The apostle is always theological and then practical. That's what we mean by sound doctrine. 
It is a knowledge of God, and then it's a walk with God. It's talk and then walk. And that's what we want so that we can enjoy the freedom that Christ purchased for us by his own blood. Listen, I had a great time with you on this particular Monday edition of Lifeline. Hope you heard everything that we said. I'm praying that those of you who are willing to come out on Saturday will come out. And if you just want a church home where we preach the gospel and exalt Christ, Join us on Sunday. Until next time, God bless you. God keep you. God cause his face to shine upon you. God lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.